0: Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: It's a Friday. It's a game day. It's hour two here on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, our game day sponsor, Country Hills Toyota. Pre-order your new vehicle now from over 480 incoming Toyotas. Get zero down, no payments until August, OAC. It's time to Toyota at the giant Country Hills Toyota. We'll talk about the matchup coming tonight, the Sabres. What possible business could they get done before Monday's trade deadline? There's not a ton there, but... They've got some young pieces, man. Tage Thompson has had a breakthrough season. Dylan Cousins will play his 100th NHL game tonight. Oh, they like him. They do like him. Lots of reason to. Rob Ray like him. on
2: last season. He's like, "Oh, his yeah. Cousins' kid." Yeah. He's scrapping, he's scoring, he's playing the middle. They got uh,
1: Owen Power coming. Coming down uh, down the pipe. Be all right.
2: Well, he might be here pretty soon.
1: As, season ends. Uh, yeah. yeah I got to check old,
2: in on old Wolverines yeah, uh, yeah. Michigan yeah, see yeah, where yeah. they're
1: at. Uh good to be joined as always in the uh, in hour number 2 on a Friday. With Stephen Brunt. Stephen, how are you?
0: Welcome back, boom. Thank good you. To hear
1: you. Yeah. It's uh, good yeah. to be heard. Yeah. So great to be back. Um so now good. while I was away, uh it, yes. it now it wasn't hard because there's uh, if you spend any amount of time on the internet or on social media, uh I learned a lot about matt chapman who i didn't realize but is the greatest defensive player to ever play in major league baseball history any sport yeah yeah they can use him in the nba yeah. shut down a corner in the nfl
2: the lightning are looking at him at the deadline yeah
1: leafs need a goalie although maybe with this new kid maybe they don't but apparently matt chapman if you if you need things locked down he's your guy
0: platinum glove winner my friend platinum glove yeah and i didn't even know that existed I, I, well, I was excited the to whole learn about that too. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he's really good. He's really good, and uh, he will make life better for for the Blue Jays. So there you go. Yes, it's been it's it's been a fun week in Blue Jay land. Like it's it's great. It's always great before anybody went, loses a game, right? It's always the mm-hmm. the fun. But this year, given you know everything, and given the going through the lockout and then having the doors burst open uh, and all of this news uh, coming out of Florida it has been, uh, yeah, everybody's kind of giddy here right now.
1: So now that it's all kind of shaken down, when you think of all the names that have been out there is this this the best case scenario? Not a free agent, it's a trade so you had to give up some capital to do so but it's not Freddie Freeman there's no no Correa it's it's Matt Chapman. Is this Mm -hmm. is this the best case scenario for the Jays?
0: it's a really it's it's pretty good um you know the freeman thing was it was interesting i'm still totally not sure what that was all about in terms of the jays and whether that was just an agent trying to stoke up a market for a guy um and you know him landing with the dodgers is not a surprise you know after after atlanta decided they didn't want to give him six years and um then obviously going a completely different direction and giving olsen a ton a big extension after they traded for him but um you know this just this just makes a lot of sense it uh they did the third base was a black hole last year they didn't really have a third baseman they had Kevin Biggio over there it didn't work um they played Espinal there a bit you know defensively they weren't good at third they were good. they got almost no offense out of third base so you know you bring in a guy who now you know you, you trade off you, you know, have to give something to get him but not a ton um you know Kevin Smith might might be a short uh, major league shortstop I don't know it's hard to as Keith Law thinks he is but the Jays have a shortstop they're you know well stocked with middle infielders they gave up a pitcher who just who they drafted in the first round last year Gunnar Hoagland, who's coming off uh, who had Tommy John surgery last spring um you know and he's kind of he projects to be kind of a back of the rotation guy which is not nothing but he's not going to pitch a whole lot this year and, and it's probably, you know, he's another year away. So they're a timeline wise. And then the other two guys are spare parts. So yeah, you don't, you don't give up a ton. You get two years of control, which, you know, if Jordan Groshans, uh, you know, or Elvis Martinez or one of their prospects comes along, that timeline might fit for one of them to take the job when, when Chapman's done, you know, in the meantime, you shore up the defense for guys like Ryu, who is a, you know, ground ball pitcher in a lot of ways a lot of balls get pounded to third base when he's pitching and this guy makes all the plays. And if they get any, you know, offensively, he's struggled the last couple of years he had hip surgery. But if they get they, he doesn't have to carry them. You know, without with the rest of the offense they have in that lineup, he's a complementary part. Yeah. So yeah, no like it's there's nothing not to like about this deal. It it, it really you know, it's not Jose Ramirez, but you know, Jose Ramirez is going to cost you a whole lot more than what they just paid.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's, you mentioned Ryu, and I, I defer to other, obviously, a lot of people go way deeper, certainly, than I do. But what it could mean for Kikuchi and what it means for mm-hmm. Ryu, it, you don't, and especially like you say, with, with that order, you don't need to add another splashy bat. Now, he's not been a black hole offensively, had an off year, you mentioned the hip, but if he rebounds even a little bit, going back to what, uh, 19, 20? this this is a this really is a perfect fit i know they're talking now about redundancies within within lineups and now you 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 go and make trades you go Go to free agency and you add these guys like well we didn't really need that person didn't need that person this this was the the best need and now how it trickles down and helps out guys certainly even in the like in the rotation for a guy like ryu for sure
0: yeah no it just it fits like we don't talk enough about you know, defense isn't as much fun to talk about as hitting and pitching, but it matters. And um, you know, defensively, it'll help Bo Bichette. The left side of the infield is you know just way better now than it than it than it has been. Um, you know, like they're still not a great. The Jays are not in terms of the outfield. Their outfield defense is not great, but you know you know you understand why those guys are playing because you know what they do offensively. But you know their infield defense should be really good. If you you know if if and if you know if this if this is it and. You end up with Biggio and Espinal platooning at second. You know that's fine. You know, like you'd, that, that, to me, that's 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 okay. They don't little shortage of left-handed bats to say. That, you know, they have one right now, which and I, you know, they they obviously be, would have be like to be a little more balanced, but I'm not sure exactly what that option was. And you know, and the Freddie Freeman thing, as much fun as it was to talk about, trying to make that work positionally, it just you know you would mm. had to you you know talking about Vladdy going back to play third or. You know, one of those two guys DHing every day, and I, like I don't think you want to mess with Vladdy at first. He's become a pretty good first baseman. He seems comfortable there. Um, the, you know, the yeah, there are other there are other st- there've been a few other kind of scenarios that have played out the same way. We thought, boy, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to move this guy and this guy and this guy. Uh, but yeah, Chapman just fits in seamlessly, and uh, he seems you know apparently a pretty good dude. I was just watching his he he arrived in Florida last night. I guess he just he, he's already done his media stuff in Florida today and sounds, you know, happy to be there. So that's what, that's what you want.
2: Uh, so again, the the gloves key, the the ground balls that are induced by Kikuchi and Ryu, this helps a ton. Bichette, you mentioned, what are you hearing about the bat and what sense can you make of the numbers? Because there's the hip thing. There's also the stadium they play in. There's mm-hmm. always been power, but I mean, to go just from whatever they're calling the Coliseum to Rogers center uh everyone's numbers get better it, it's, it's an awful hitting environment to a really good one
0: yeah it's it's interesting i've, I've heard different things about the bat and again he you know the, the hip surgery and he talked about that a bit this morning that that's part of it that you know that he's dealt with some physical stuff he's only 28 so it's you know it's not like he should be going into a precipitous decline uh because he's too old he he's, he's, should be absolutely prime time um so yeah the hip thing for sure we t- we had Eno know on our show uh Earlier in the week, who's seen him a lot and talked about, and you know, also great with kind of analytics, and said that uh, one of the things Chapman had struggled with the last two years was high fastballs. Had trouble turning on, which you know, tricky because there's a lot of a lot of high heat in baseball these days. But you know, the the comparison he made, which would make Blue Jays fans happy, is he said Marcus Simeon was that's the same thing Marcus Simeon struggled with before he kind of turned it around, and especially turned it around last year. So it's not something; it is something you can deal with and work on, and you know I think that. But just the idea that he's fully healthy, you know, he's had a pretty you know reasonable walk rate historically. He's he's, he's reasonably disciplined at the plate. His, his strikeouts were up during that down stretch, but you know even in a bad year he's going to hit twenty five home runs for you too. So it's that's the that's the thing. You know, again, he's where's he going to hit six in this lineup probably, mm-hmm. and you know if he hits he goes to a much more hitter friendly park in uh, in Toronto. He if he hits 25 home runs and is reasonably gets on base reasonably well and plays lights out defense, man, you'll take that.
2: So what are you, what are you curious about when you you go around the roster around the diamond with this group? It seems like it's a it's a complete group. There'll probably be some tweaks and guys brought in on what essentially tryouts or uh, minor league I, deals, but, but like I don't see any glaring holes now that the infield's covered up, right?
0: No, it is. It's almost it's it's as kind of like they they play their first Grapefruit League game today, um, and I can't remember a Jays team heading into the first Grapefruit League game that was that had as few question marks as this one does, right? Like honest to God, like the, the, you know you're you're talking about the 25th. You're not even really talking about the 25th guy in the roster or the 28th or 26th guy. I mean, or the 28th guy if they expand, but you know you think about it like positionally. I guess they have to make a decision at catcher. They've got three catchers right now. You you would think they wouldn't carry three. And and uh you know you have uh the catcher of the future knocking on the door probably by mid-season this year. So there's a decision there, but you know is it you know do you keep Jansen and Kirk? Do you keep Jansen Kirk as Kirk as your uh, opening day DH and keep a third catcher Maguire just for safety? Um do you trade Kirk cuz he's still tradable? Uh that's that's, I guess, that's one question. Yeah, I think, again, I think you've got a platoon at second base. You, you, fourth outfielder, maybe. I, I think like it was any like Corey Dickerson signed elsewhere yesterday. I still kind of think maybe a left handed outfielder shows up just, you know, and that maybe gives them one left handed option off the bench. But other than that, you know, you know what this, you know, you know what the rotation is, you know, not just one through five, but, you know, you know, really six and seven would be Pearson and Stripling who are going to be in the pen. Um, uh, yeah, there's the bullpen's pretty much set. I I, I don't, you know, somebody look, somebody's going to get hurt between now and opening day because it always happens. But yeah, I, I really there's there's not much to talk about in terms of of the roster right now, unless you know, again, unless some blockbuster happens, uh, and and they do wind up with Jose Ramirez and just slot him in at second, and then you've got the best infield in history.
2: Am I allowed to ask with Julian Merriweather or Is it scary? Um, no, uh, he'll be in the
0: pen. Is, is he healthy yeah, to he'll start be there? Because uh, is he hurt he's yet? Just, just, <laughs> as far as we, start, as far yet? as we know, he is fine. <laughs> okay. He's out of options. He's out of options. I believe so. Yeah, yeah he's gonna, he's going to be there. Um, you know, it's the same thing, right? Tantalizing when he's healthy. Unbelievable when he's healthy. Can't has never been able to stay healthy. But they're not going to have. They don't have any wiggle room with him this year. So the, the him and Ryan Barucki, actually the two, both kind of the same. You know, different guys and different. They throw it with different hands, but both the same thing, right? That they've had health issues, but the arm is great, and they they won't be able to send them down without passing them through waivers. And those guys aren't going through waivers, so that that I guess that'll be something to watch through the spring. Is just yeah, how do they look? Health? You know, does one of those guys wind up on the on the on uh, on the on the 15th day or the to to start the season? Does that give you some roster wiggle room? But you know, again, almost no decisions to be – right Right now, very few decisions to be made. Like no real kind of – there isn't really a positional battle on this team right now. I can't think of one.
2: The catcher's the only one, really, how they platoon it, right? Because yeah, Kirk can yeah, that's, hit, but Jansen has tantalized you, never really put the offense together, but had a strong finish last yeah. year. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, and he's you know, the guy He was, uh, was a, a hit, hit first catcher in the minors, especially in the last couple of years in the minors when he really kind of figured it out and then – you know, hasn't really, except in short stretches, hasn't shown that kind of offense in the majors. But has become a way better defensive catcher, and they trust him. You know, they trust him to call a game, which is, you know, is these days especially with all the data that they have to deal with, is not, it's not as simple as putting down one finger or two. So I, I still would assume he's the opening day catcher. Although it's interesting, we had Keith Law on yesterday who said if he had this team, he'd have Kirk catching 120 games, and Jansen is the backup, because Kirk's got. Because of Kirk's potential offensively, um, you know. Now that you know that would also showcase Kirk, and maybe he's the more tradable guy if Gabriel Moreno's ready. But I, I I'd be very surprised if Danny Jansen's not the opening day, opening day catcher, just because I think as they say, they trust him with the staff, and that's you know a big part of the job.
1: Chatting with Stephen Brunt here on a Friday, just looking at some of the Vegas odds. Uh, it's been a long time since the Blue Jays looked to be the far and away favorites in in their division in the american league um well america you know american league houston is the the odds on favor toronto second just behind the mm-hmm. astros and in terms of uh, world series winner it's the dodgers then houston then toronto
0: yeah it's you know like i always always remember the 2013 2014 offseason the year of the marlins deal and the ra dickey signing when they were the off-season favorite to win the World Series, and I believe they didn't win it. Uh,
2: yeah, they here. didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> so, Stephen, yeah. that's interesting. Yes. Yeah.
0: So you know, uh, yeah, I and and you know, as those odds are also based on where you know where betting activity happens, right? They're not. It's not pure probability. It's not like Fan Graphs or something where they try to actually break it down and uh, come up with a, a formula. Uh, it's it's about who bets, and you know, and and, and look, the Jays are. This is a you know we, I think we've talked about this, but you know the. They play in front of, you know, arguably the biggest market in baseball. They've got forty million people that are in their marketplace, and there is a national following. So the, there's a lot of interest in the team. So there's a lot of betting interest in the team. They're not, you not, not the Yankees or the Dodgers, but you know, I think once you get past those two, it's probably as much betting activity on the Jays as there is on anyone. So that that may be reflected in those odds, but you know, and the, and the American League East is going to be a beast again, right? Um, but I, I'll tell you, you know, look at that pitching. Like, let's start with the pitching stuff. You know, you know, the Rays are going to be the Rays, and they're going to do amazing stuff. And, and you know, Wander Franco is going to tear it up this year, right? That's going to be they're going to be they're going to be really really good. Um, but you know, I'll put the Jays' rotation up against the Yankees' rotation or the Red Sox' rotation, it's better. You know, it just it just is. Um, now, you know, those teams have a lot of other things going for them as well. But you know, it's interesting. The Yankees are not like they didn't go out and sign Carlos Correa. Which you kind of thought, well, they're the Yankees. They need a shortstop. They'll sign Carlos Correa top of the market. They didn't do that. They didn't sign Freddie Freeman. You know, even though he'd be awesome in Yankee Stadium. So they're, you know, they've got a lot of money on the books, but they're not the old, old George Steinbrenner Yankees where they just go and sign everybody. And you know, the Red Sox surprised everyone last year, I think, but. Again, I kind of look at their pitching staff, and you know, especially with Chris Sale now not going to start the season because he's got some kind of a rib situation. I, I, I I'll take the Jays. I'll take the Jays pitching over either of those two. And I, I, you know, I, I would say I'd take it over the Rays, but you know, I just assume the Rays will find some guy who we've never heard of who is unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. But but you'd be taking them certainly over. Over the Yankees or the Red Sox, and yeah, the, I was kind of so. the 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 Sox did kind of surprise a lot of people. Certainly, I mean, I was one of them last year. I did not, I didn't see that kind of a season happening for them. But um, yeah, it's not going to be the Yankees. It might be the Rays. I, I guess what if you were if if you're at all concerned, you know, is it you know Alec Manoa? Does he take a step back? If you're going to kind of crystal ball it or I guess try and predict it, and you go back to that year with with RA Dickey and how things went that season expectations can be tough this we forget this is still a very young team in a lot of ways going to be a lot of teams getting ready for Toronto when they come to town
0: yeah no it's true um and if you know if you were but i guess what i would say about that is that you look at those starters you know and the i think we probably don't talk enough about the Barrios extension and you know going out and getting Gosman and like you're not over relying on any one of those guys right like look somebody's going to have a bad year it's just it happens right and somebody's going to get hurt and you know maybe more than one somebody and and the schedule the compressed schedule and now the, the double header thing doesn't look we thought that was going to be a big deal coming out of the lockout but it, you know i think the jays only have a couple of them so it's not as that's not as bad as it looked but you know how many starters you're gonna have to use in the course of a season like eight you know in a good season um just the way it goes but so so yeah what if kevin gossman isn't what they hoped he would be, for instance. Or Manoa takes a step back. Well, you know, then we're probably talking about Ross dripling spots starting here and there. Or, you know, like the Nat, Nate Pearson, which I know it hasn't happened, but it's going to happen one of these days. And, you know, you've got a guy right now who would project as your sixth starter who's going to be a long man in the bullpen who throws 103. So, there, it's I think that's the beauty of this situation. It's same, and it's the same with the, 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 with the lineup, that... If you you know if Teoscar Hernandez has a bad year, you know um, well there's probably a couple of guys who pick up the slack. You know if George Springer now if George Springer gets hurt, you know who's going to play center field and you don't want that to happen. But it's not it's not a one man team or a two man team. It they're in both in terms of pitching and offense they they've got a they can they can kind of share the load around and like I don't think they have a ton of guys ready to come up from the minors this year unless Moreno comes up. Uh, so you maybe you don't have a ton of depth at AAA, and you know, and when you get into AAA pitching, you're talking about Anthony Kay and Trent Thornton and guys who we've already seen. There's not the next great starter is not going to be playing for Buffalo this year, but you know, um, but I you know again, I think depth wise they are as insulated as just about any team in baseball.
2: Can you give us more on Moreno? This is the time of year where we'll anoint a new top prospect, and we've seen Bichette, Guerrero, Pearson. You know, Manoa, so many of these good young core players of the team come through. This is now their number one guy, a catcher. What do you see as an ETA? And I, I guess describe what's so tantalizing about him to our, our listeners.
0: Well, I haven't seen him. So, like, you know, except for some film from the Arizona Fall League. So, most and, and most people who talk about prospects haven't seen the guys. So, that's always worth saying that because I hear people. I heard somebody talking about like reading kind of commentary on the trade, saying people saying, "Oh man, I really loved Gunnar Hoagland. I'm sorry, they lost. Well, who saw Gunnar Hoagland? Nobody. <laughs> you know, no one saw. Him. He played in college. No one watches college baseball. And then he had Tommy John surgery. You know, you didn't see him. Don't pretend. But no, Gabriel Moreno. Like, there's consensus among the folks who make a living evaluating prospects that, you know, he's, he's a top five prospect in baseball right now, maybe a top three prospect in baseball. And it's, you know, large part because of the position he plays that he's going to stick at catcher. So you got a guy who is a plus defensive catcher, athletic defensive catcher, who is a, a tremendous offensive player. And that, you know, if, so if that if you could, if, if he can stay at the position, there's almost nothing more valuable in baseball. They like, you you know you're talking about like a Buster Posey kind of guy or a uh, Joe Mauer right like how many of those guys exist you know there's lots of guys who have long careers in baseball catching who can't hit at all and this guy looks like the you know the total package it just it just does now you know we'll see and a lot of time there's a positional shift with catchers because with great offense because you the wear and tear of the position and the mental wear and tear of the position the hardest thing to do in baseball is catch And sometimes you just say the hell with it. You know, make him a first baseman and uh, make him a DH and let the bat play and uh, get him, you know, take that burden off him. But everybody seems to think this guy can do both. So, yeah, he's he appears to be the real deal. And I I have not heard a dissenting voice on him in two years. So, may and arrival time, he just, you know, he had a slightly, he had a shortened season last year because he got hurt a little bit. That's why they sent him to the fall league. But most people think mid-season if he stays healthy. Ooh.
1: want to pivot on you just a little bit, because uh, I saw in your note that you sent along, and I know just watching along on Twitter and on social media, when Arash Badani is not uh, <laughs> complaining about Kirk Cousins' guaranteed contract dough, uh, it was also throwing out a little bit of CFL news. Now, we know what it's like. We're in the, we're in the business where you have sponsors and you have partners, and sometimes you, you bend the rules and you change things. Oh, we don't ordinarily do that, but because they're a good partner, we're going to do something we wouldn't ordinarily do. Uh, the CFL are they potentially going to do something they would not ordinarily do because they have a good sponsor on board?
0: Well, it's an interesting one. Uh, number one, our paleraj l- loves playing the heel, as you know. Sure right? does. He's, he he enjoys being, uh, and it, you know, he doesn't cover the CFL much anymore, but he knows how to push those buttons, and God love him. So yes, it it. it but so what? The, 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 the CFL is partnered up with a outfit called Genius Sports, and it's one of those things where you, if you read up on them, you kind of. It's a little hard to decipher exactly what they do, except there is a gambling component, as there is with everything. So they're kind of a data company. And in theory, they're into new broadcast technologies, what you know, which could be anything. All the buzzwords that appeal to uh, sports business people these days. So they have become an equity partner. In the, so they're not just a sponsor. The CFL has kind of pushed off its marketing and broadcast stuff into a separate company. And these guys been, have been given equity so they they are part owners of the CFL depending on how you want to frame it and um, they are going to kind of yeah they're going to take the bring the nudge the CFL into the 21st century apparently and uh, the CFLs put a lot of stock in this you know if you listen to Randy Ambrose, that's talks a lot about it um, so this is the they these guys are supposed to have the answers to everything uh, but what a rash reported was that among the things they would like to while kind of rebranding the CFL and turning it into a hot betting property and uh, coming up with a different broadcast strategy is they would like the CFL to play four down football oh well that which
1: feels like a big, yeah, ask. No big deal yeah
0: yeah but you know it's not like they haven't talked about this like this has been talked about the last these last few crisis pandemic years it has come up it certainly came up during those xFL discussions. And, um, and I know that it sells, you know, set that the, the, the hardcore traditionalist element that loves the CFL, um, and likes it the way it we'll say, no, never, I would never watch four down football. Four down football is bad. Three down is good. But you know, I, I, look, I, this, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, but there's supposed to be, I I think what the CFL is going to come out with is kind of a brand, like a new plan, a, a a look to the future plan in partnership with these dudes. And uh, I think a lot of stuff's going to get put on the table, at least for discussion. And I, and I think Arash is right. I think that's going to get put on the table. Um, and you know, then you're getting into the push pull of, you know, what do you, you know, what do you gain versus what do you lose? And that's all that's, you know, look, it's, it's a tricky one because I, I'm not sure what you gain. Um, I'd like somebody to make the case to me about why that makes would make it better or why that would make it more attractive to people who are going to gamble, not just here, but, you know, potentially anywhere. Um, You know, lining up with the American game in that sense would, does, does that, you know, where's the, where's the benefit? The cost, I guess, is the traditional fan, but like I, you know, number one, there's not enough of them right now (laughs) to keep this sucker going and most of them are too old. Uh, And, and um, number two, would they really abandon you over that? would they would, like what else are they going to watch where you know where are they where they going to go watch this other game that doesn't exist anymore so yeah it would be it would be a provocative move and i i would love to hear the rationale but but dude you know like a rash isn't this is, this is not just an empty heel turn this is not just a rash on the mic no this this is actually this is actually real like this is being talked about
1: it's not just a chair shot
0: yes yeah, not just a chair shot no it's <laughs> <laughs> so you know um it, so i think yeah it hasn't sh- shockingly it hasn't caused that much of a ripple where i'm sitting but um but probably in saskatchewan people are talking about it
2: not in toronto though hey
0: no not no. so still, much. still, no, still not d- in tr-
2: d- no, even with the four down thing that more people aren't talking about it Hey, eh? yeah. i thought that was going to solve things in toronto we'll do the rock four nah, downs fixed
0: not not so far no yeah. but it's early it's early <laughs>
1: Uh, if you need Mark Giordano's contact info, uh, let us know. We've got uh, I've got a cell here. If you need to get a hold of him, is, is that right? Yeah. You,
0: th- you think he's? Th- you think he's this the guy? Would he fix everything? Oh yeah, fix everything. Well, he, yeah, fix everything. That, you know, they he traded make, for the he fits. They traded for that Felino guy last year, and he yeah, had all yeah, great, yeah. But all those intangibles, Geo's from there. Any, though, just he just didn't have any tangibles. Yeah, I I don't know if if that he
1: uh, had bed sheets, leaf bed sheets when he was growing up. Yeah, but PJs? he's from there, yeah. so,
0: you know. That's, that's, a, that's a plus. Yeah. That's a, that's a tick on there on yeah. the positive side. Yeah. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, have a fine weekend, my man. Good to talk to you.
0: All right, good talk to you. See you soon. You
1: There's Stephen Brunt, our buddy out uh, with Sportsnet in Toronto. Tell you what, as a guy who, you know, as a Yankee guy and sitting here, it's, it's a weird feeling watching all the other teams load up with big names.
2: It was not. How about the crosstown rivals? Like the it was Mets not. Too. Yeah, the right. Mets are
1: outspending them. It was not that long ago. was like, hey, Garrett Cole, awesome. This is great. Go and get these big guys. And now everyone around, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, Anthony Rizzo. Hey, you had him, and he was okay, very average. You know, v- average, very average. Lots gonna have to go wrong for this Blue Jay team. And
2: again, I agree. Expanded playoff, too. That's the other part. So, you know, many,
1: so many games and all that things can go sideways, but between success and a level of excitement, they might be one of the best, most enjoyable teams to watch in Major League Baseball.
2: Yeah, and the, t- you asked the question, you know, what if Manoa takes a step back? You, you, you want to really what if he's a step better? Like, yeah. he's of the age where it's more likely he improves than struggles. He, you know, ch- you know typically you arrive on the scene and Hitters will figure you out, and geez, I'm a little nervous. That guy just looked like a pit ball. Yeah, and he's gonna be the third starter.
1: Because you look around, I think number three, Barrios is pretty established now, even though he's still kind of a young guy. But you know what Ryu is, and you know what Ryu's be there four, five, is. Yeah, you know what. The, so where where is there maybe some question? I mean, Vladdy's gonna hit the ball. You know what's going to happen. Maybe Manoa take. But outside of that, pretty pretty well done in terms of putting together this roster. Yeah, like
2: Randall Gritchick's still here. That's annoying for them because that contract's a little cumbersome. But if your big problem is trying to swap out the fourth uh, in-priority outfielder behind Hernandez, Guriel, and Springer, if that's the the soft spot, you're going to be okay.
1: And they've done okay with... Ordinarily, you think, when you deal with, with Oakland, it's like, oh, these A's, hey, so good at finding talent, cultivating talent. You don't want to deal with these guys because mm. what do you... Are you shipping them... Four all-stars for one guy, but the Donaldson deal worked out okay. Do you remember the pieces there? Uh, it was uh, one for one, if I recall.
2: Well, it was four prospects. Was it? Um, but Brett Laurie was the big one, yeah. right? So it was Laurie, Kendall Graveman, who was like a depth guy for the Jays, kind of like a triple-A arm that turned into a good starter for them. Not a great one, but a back-of-the-rotation starter and a reliever at points. Franklin Barreto was like a 17-year-old shortstop, he's now playing for them all these years after Donaldson's arrived, not a star, but a shortstop in the majors. And then like Sean Nolan was like another guy. It felt like a similar type package where it's like, okay, there's some for now. And that's your Kevin Smith and the Logue pitcher that are going to be major leaguers, not good ones, but they'll fill the roster spot for a while. And then we're going to give you some really, really young high ceiling guys that may or may not pan out to anything. And it's the, the thing you read automatically is now don't expect
1: this guy to be Donaldson because he did turn into an MVP
3: yeah. in short order. Yeah. So
1: that's a, that's a big ask. But if you look at the guys that they brought in, whether it be Simeon or Donaldson, if mm-hmm. if Matt Chap, Chapman can fill a similar role or have a similar kind of a importance to this team, even if it is only defensively. Yeah. Well, like Stephen said, offense.
2: Uh, if out, I- Worst, he's your sixth best hitter, you're fine. Yeah. And best case, if if that hip's feeling better and he's in a better ballpark and in a better lineup, if he wants to hit 250 and hit 35 bombs, that's scary. That's another Simeon-type bat into your lineup.
1: Break, back, Flames game day, Sabres in town. We'll get into it. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
2: You're listening to Boomer in the
0: Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
1: Yeah, buddies. Calgary Flame game day. The Buffalo Sabers in town to take on Cali Yarn Croak and the Calgary Flames. Number ninety-one. We anticipate he'll be in the in the uh, lineup tonight. Uh, That'd be good to see. Does, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Where does he play? Well, that's a good question. I don't. Uh, I don't know.
2: I would think, given that Ryzichka was down to make the cap work, Mm -hmm. that that opens a spot in the middle on the third line with Toffoli and Mm -hmm. Manjapani. Now, Yarncrook's put a lot more wing than center in his NHL career, so I don't know that that's where he finishes, but I think they'll certainly uh, let him start there. That'd be my guess. Get a look, right? Mm -hmm. And look, if, if it's like, okay, well, he's an okay center, but... Boy, he's a lot better winger. Well, now you can go put him with Backlund and Coleman, and how good is that line in terms of three really strong defensive players that can also help out offensively? Like that—that that is an elite, elite shutdown line. We heard a lot of talk out of Tampa last two years about that line of Gord, Coleman, and Barclay Goodrow, and mm-hmm. how important that line was to them, and maybe not as important as Point and Stamkos and Kucherov and Hedman and Vasilevsky, but a, an amazing line to have that you can use in big spots and neutralize other teams' top talent. You put Yarncroke with Coleman and back, and I think you got the same thing. It's funny when you think about teams that have won the Cup or
1: third line. Remember, yeah, like remember Sammy
2: Paulson in Anaheim, right? Paulson,
1: who because that was Paulson and Travis Moen and sure. Rob Niedermeyer, yeah. right? Detroit, you had the
2: grind line with mm-hmm. Draper and Maltby and... Uh, McCarty. So the question is, is, is he better suited to be an offensive centerman on a to Toffoli line or a winger on a grind line or a checking line? And I guess uh, we don't have to have the answer. And for Daryl Sutter, this is not high stakes. Every game is moving you in or out of a playoff spot. You're comfortably in first place in your division. You've got some runway to figure it out. And I didn't mind Rizutska there at times. And I think Dylan Dubé's had a really good run for a couple weeks here. There, there might be other options for that line with Toffoli and Manjapani, yeah. or maybe an entirely different construction of the lines below the big one.
1: Because you could, where Dubé best fits, where Krok best fits.
2: Ruzichka, if he's Ruzichka.
1: there. I know it's, you try and pick up the, you try and read the tea leaves with Daryl, because he's been asked a lot about Ruzichka. And there's praise there, but you got to kind of squint for it. He's mm-hmm. he's keeping him very accountable.
2: Yeah, Dubé too. But, I think it's where Daryl wants these guys is to be uh, have to be at your best, or you might come out of the lineup. Yeah, but I do think that underneath
1: all of that, I, I think if if Daryl didn't see the potential, he'd just move past.
2: He's it. not doing this with Matthew. He's Phillips, not right? doing
1: yeah, like he's not. But he's not doing the, that. The tools with he loves are there.
2: Skates big player, smart player. It's just that his best night, he doesn't see enough of those. And that's been the knock since his draft year. That's why he was selected in what the 4th round. Yeah. It's not that there was lacking any tools, it was that you did not see his best enough nights. That's what Daryl's trying to extract right now.
1: So, I'm just so if you go Lindholm, I'm going I'm going to keep that top line together, all right? Yep. I'm going to go You with, are going to do that. Yeah, okay. So, I'm going to say Lindholm, you can continue to play with Gaudreau and Kachuk. Uh, Backlund, Coleman, right.
2: So you've had Mangi on the left and Coleman Manjapani. on the right. You've had Coleman on the left, Lewis on the right. Yeah. And now you could put Yarncroke on the right if you're so inclined. Coleman a left shot that plays the right yeah. side, but also can play the left. If you've got Yarncroke a right shot, guy playing the right. You know what?
1: They need, they need another player. Yeah, another deal. We're going to have to go. Another uh, deal. Now, I know, you know, Foley came in and I'm happy with that. And then oh. Yarncroke. You know what? Here's here's the thing. I I need you to bring in somebody else now, and probably a D. A D too. Jeez, just to have
2: injuries, Mm. they happen. I thought thought you liked Stone the other night. I thought uh, you were excited about Connor Mathieu.
1: You were you were excited about Stone the other night.
2: Well, I just look. Was he great? No. Was he thrust into a really tough spot for a guy that played two games before that pair last weekend? Yeah, he was. Um, Did he survive it better than I expected? Yes, in some regards. Yeah, He shouldn't be playing top four minutes against other teams' top lines. That was what he was given after not having played since, what, December?
1: Liked him better against Detroit than Colorado. I think you're going to like most of your <laughs> players more against Detroit than you do Colorado. Funny about that, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to do this now, and then we'll award it coming up in hour number three. It's, uh, it's Friday. That means it's time for Boomer's right. Pick, Ooh. Wild Rose Brewery, uh, which you partook in yesterday. He'd I was going to bring Fawkes. this, I, we were going to talk about this, uh, Warner was giving you some, some advice, some heady advice, some sage. Like cut my hair, that advice? Well, there was that. Okay. You know, he's actually there was a lot of advice, but you were- uh, He was preaching a bit. Yeah. You were going to crack into one of those IPAs that you love so much from Wild Rose. Yeah. And he told you, hey, it's too early, settle down. You're getting old. Mm-hmm. You're in your 40s now. Yeah. You can't just be chugging IPAs like they're iced tea anymore. Meanwhile, he was draining a bottle of Pendleton's, but sure. Yeah, it's, you know, do as I say, not as I do, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't be doing that. Glug, glug, glug. Hey, another shot, Tim. Uh, Rhett, you're way ahead of everyone else. I think I'll have another shot. You run shot. your race, we'll run ours. Yeah. Be, the the you're conversation bol- yesterday morning.
1: Yeah, the conversations became, it was more of a one way street by the time i i left anyway there was a lot of there was something a lot of advice being handed out um but this week boomers pick it's strong it's fruity it's the gram from wild rose brewery you know how they take the the beerations right you take one gram you take one of their staples you take another one well let me tell you high harvest strong pale ale And Ponderosa Passion Fruit Goza come together in this beeration brew for a strong, hoppy, super juicy tropical concoction. Oh, baby. For more ideas, try the gram, the other beerations when you pick up your own four packs. Ask your server down. They'll do it for you. Hey, how about a gram? They're going to know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, James Brown, you want to go get them. Ask your server, whip up a batch next time you're at the tap room. Details at WildRoseBrewery.com. They take care of that tap room. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they do. Now uh, here's a question for you, because we have up for grabs a little uh, four pack and a gift certificate to Wild Rose Brewery. Cali Yarncroke was a second round pick, not of the. Uh, he was not of the Kraken. He was not a Kraken pick back he in, in twenty. Marshawn
2: Lynch expansion
1: yeah, pick, but not right. a draft pick. Yeah, uh, he was actually drafted by Detroit.
3: Detroit, Going going back
1: years and years ago, that's right. Now, in round number two, he was selected. The Calgary Flames did not have a pick that year in round number two, but yet one player selected in that same round is currently on the Flames roster. Goodness. Who is it? In fact, four picks, three picks separating the two players.
2: And Yarkroak's what, 28, something like that? Your Croak's 30. He's 30, okay. Yeah. So it's got to be someone of the same age. That's right. That's a clue. Second rounder, same year,
1: three picks between the two. Mm. Which current flame, not drafted by the flames, mm. was selected right there? Text it in at 960-960. We'll give you some time, and we'll pick one of you with the correct answer and make you a winner with Wild Rose Brewery. Surprised you oh, didn't boy. know uh, you didn't know about the Graham because I know you like the the high harvest. I see what they're doing there and with the naming. The did you know something? I Graham? did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it.
2: Thanks. I think I know who the supplier is. Do you? I got narrowed down to two guys. Um,
1: how about what's going on? I, well, I said we were going to get into the flames, and but we'll do that in, in the next segment because we got lots of runway. We're heading towards the top. Yeah. How about what's going on in the NFL right now? Isn't this wild? It's bananas, really, when you think about everything that's happened between Tom Brady leaving and now back. Mm-hmm. You're talking, That's just the greatest quarterback ever.
2: Aaron Rodgers, he's has yeah, gone or, he's a goner, he's, he's out of there, gonna, see you later, he he's back. Oh, well, he must be really happy in Green Bay. Someone yeah. else says it. Devontae Adams out! Yeah. Deshaun Watson may never play
1: quarterback again. Oh, he's he back. He, he's back, and now everybody wants him. Down to two teams there, apparently. Cleveland out, Carolina out. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield, his you know what? His feelings are hurt. He gets a case of the hurt feels. Yeah. He sent out a letter to uh, to the people of Cleveland. I, I love it here, and I loved it. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes my things... family uh, and
2: I can't handle people talking to Deshaun Watson. We're out. We can't can't believe you do it. I poured my heart into this market, and you had the nerve to talk with another quarterback? Did you see my shoulder? Like, it was hanging. Yeah. Sinew and and veins and tendons. That Gross. was all that
1: was holding my my shoulder. And now you're going to go out and bring in a quarterback who is clearly better than me. How dare you? How dare you try to upgrade the roster? So now... I'm out of here. To Sean Watson.
2: uh, No, I'm not coming to Cleveland. Hey, you
1: know what, Baker? I mean, don't read in.
2: So now Baker's on the carousel because he's not coming back. He He wants out, wants to be traded. the Clevelands are going to need a quarterback. And it won't be Watson because he's probably going to go to Atlanta. I think it might be James film enthusiast Garoppolo.
1: And was not he going to be the one guy... That ah, was going to move, he gonna land? right? So he go? like he's we're definitely we're, leaving. Well, he's he's going to go,
2: but he's not going to be the first option, right? But remember
1: at uh, at the end of the season, uh, hey, I love San Fran. Just thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. Said bye to the media. Said yep. bye to the fans. See ya. S- still there.
2: Still, still there. Yeah. Wentz has already moved. He went from Indy Gross. to Washington. And now yeah. Indy has got to figure out Indy what that means they're doing. Um, I don't know that Seattle with... Uh, well, what's his name from are you, Denver? Is,
1: are you playing quarterback for the
2: Seahawks now? Or who no, is? hey, Patty, who's playing quarterback for the Seahawks? It's not Drew Locke. Right now, Drew Locke. Gross. The, the old, old Hurt Locker there.
3: But DK Metcalf defended him on Twitter yesterday. Sure, he did. Don't come after Drew Locke. No, don't do it.
2: Uh, How could Unless you? you're a better quarterback than Drew Locke. Well, that, definitely. Man, exactly. Come on in.
1: Now, the other, and the other thing is if Watson goes to Atlanta, where's Matty Ice going? No, Matty Ice down on the market, yeah. yeah. They pushed back. He was what due... about Matt Ryan and Cleveland? He was due seven and a half million dollars in a roster bonus today. today. Yeah. They've pushed it off until Tuesday and said, "Well, let's see if we get this Watson thing done, and then uh, you've got you. We'll figure out a trade for you. We'll get you involved. We'll push that back to Tuesday, preferably speaking. We'll trade you somewhere before we have to pay you that 7500000 million." You got
2: Jordan Love sitting there, meanwhile with Rogers getting that money. He could go somewhere. You got uh, what? Teddy Two Gloves floating around. He's going to Miami, it looks like. Teddy Two Gloves is in Miami, yeah. And then on top of that, what, Mitch Trubisky apparently is going to be a starter in this league again. Steelers. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. They could upgrade that. Oh, they love him. Mm. If you look,
1: oh, you look at completion rates and all of this. Who's the guy that went to the CFL? Duck Hodges or something like that? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. And yesterday, Devontae Adams, despite getting a contract that was worth more. A contract offer to stay in Green Bay with A.A. He says, no, I'd rather go and play with Derek Carr. Hmm. This was Devontae Adams earlier, I guess, like earlier this week. Because Carr came out and said, look, we played together, Devontae. We were great, great buddies. We're like the best, best of friends. Played together in Fresno State. I'd love to have a chance here in Las Vegas to play with a guy like Devontae Adams. Adams was asked about it and had this to say this prior to what took
2: place yesterday.
3: Um, I mean, I can't have too many thoughts on it right now, but, uh, you know, I, I'll uh, I'll just continue to be me and, and just let this thing kind of work itself out and see what what happens. Obviously, I love Derek to death. We got a, a great friendship and um, we still communicate really, really consistently. He's one of my one of my best friends. So um, obviously it'd be a dream uh, to be able to play with him. But, uh, you know, I'm a Packer now, so. Uh, until that point, uh, where we make that decision, I guess we just gotta, we'll see what happens.
1: Best of friends, love them to death. Mm-hmm. It would be a dream to play with them.
2: I thought it'd be a dream to play there in Rogers, to be honest. You if, would if think, right? The business right? of catching well thrown balls. I thought that would be the. Uh,
1: yeah. that's the pick. So Devontae, they tried to give him the uh, the old franchise, the tag. old franchise tag. There, he's like, oh, I don't like that
2: treatment. Yeah, and I can play for that. So Patty, you're a big Packers guy. What's going on here? like this is not ideal for the packers i would think although they've now got some serious draft currency that's
3: yeah that was uh, that was the big thing is getting those two picks uh, first, first and, and second yeah this year uh you know there's it's a receiver it's always a you're always going to find receivers in this draft but this would be ideal to go out and get a, a top one of the top receivers uh in this draft be like chris alave jameson williams those are some of the guys that have uh, been mocked. Kind so of if you can find 20s. like
2: a, a CeeDee Lamb or a Jamar Chase type guy, maybe A.A. Ron I ain't missing Devontae Adams much in the second half. Well, yeah, year. and
3: then there's there's also like they're, they're going to have to go out and get some short-term options here in the meantime because, like yes, Cobb's there. Lazard got the second-round tender, uh, assuming he'll be back. But, you know, there's still like Juju Smith-Schuster's out there, Jarvis Ooh. Landry. Uh, you know, Wood, maybe you Bob do Jesus. make a trade with the Rams to get Van Jefferson or Robert Woods out of there. Uh, there are options, and I mean, I mean, it is it it is losing that type of receiver with that uh, with that quarterback. That's that's gonna hurt. But you know, he's one he's done it before without Devontae. I'm sure he'll figure out a way to do it after Devontae as well.
2: And if you're the Raiders, this is great. Wow, look at this well, star power. You're paying a th- guy that turns thirty next year.
3: How, how many West. million
2: a year? Twenty eight and a half. So you're gonna pay a thirty five year old the last year of this deal twenty eight and a half million dollars. How many 35-year-old receivers are still best in the league? You know
1: what it is, though? You look at these contracts that are behind, like the Buffalo deal with Von Miller. Oh, it's $124 million or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. yeah, the guaranteed money is and a $67.5 million is guaranteed, though, for Devontae Adams. Yeah.
2: I, I just think um, if you look statistically at what he's provided with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball, you're not going to get that because Carr's not as good as him. And you're now going to pay for top of market wide receiver with the fourth best quarterback in that division alone. A car's not bad, but he's not as good as Wilson. And he's Herbert, a UFA after this
3: year as well. So, what do you do with Vegas? A quarterback. So, they're entering cars last year as well.
2: It's a nice weapon, but that might not be a decision you look back and say, hey, that was a really good move. Who's to say you wouldn't find a 10 year option at wide receiver with that first round pick that you just traded away? Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you are without a quarterback, after this final year of cars deal, what are you doing? If you don't have a quarterback in this league, and you're paying that much to a wide receiver. That doesn't feel smart. Turns out Devontae, as we heard there,
1: tight with Derek. Not so tight with Aaron.
2: I thought he and Aaron. You time. would think, right? Look at the chemistry could on the be field. be a package deal. Who's going to bring them both out? They of the- weren't.
1: Uh, they weren't getting together for wings after practice. I think like A.A. Ron likes A. a- Ron.
2: Yeah. Like a- a- I, I a- Ron think he's likes a smart hearing- dude. I think he's an educated dude. I think he hasn't done himself any favors in, in uh, the public sphere the last two years. Your uh, view on his vaccination status is up to you, but the way he approached telling the world that was a little bit greasy. Mm-hmm. Could have been a little more direct and honest. And uh, yeah, if if you don't feel comfortable with star players who are highly compensated, you know, speaking publicly about wanting to leave markets that they're playing in, then you're not going to like this guy. Should find out apparently.
1: Apparently. Deshaun Watson going to sleep on it. Told Carolina last night, uh, Sam Darnold's your guy. Well, And how much is this
2: uh, Deshaun versus just Houston looking at offers here? I wonder about that too, because you can like Deshaun; he can want to go there. But if you don't put together a lot of firsts and a lot of talent for Houston, they're not going to move them, right? It's got to it's got to work for them too. Yeah, but
1: he's going though. But yeah. listening to you know the insiders that any of these teams that were on this short list, there was the framework of a deal that was going to be sure. acceptable so for the. T- we're going to need a certain number of firsts yeah. and whatever it is. Okay. So you tinker with it from that point. But Watson is from there. After all the drama he's gone through and everything else, missed a, a bit of time. You noticed? Go back home, mm-hmm. be around people that love you. New building. The poor Baker. Magic City.
3: Yeah, poor Baker. Poor Baker.
1: But yeah, Watson' decision is supposed to come down at some point. Baker, Indy.
3: That seems to be the only place he wants to go. If Cleveland wants to move him.
2: All right, Cleveland has to move him now. I'm gonna- a uh, happy Baker Mayfield didn't look good on the field. What, about a, what does a disgruntled one look like? No,
3: I mean, it was, there was a divisiveness there from the start. The the they, the regime in place now didn't draft him. Right. Hugh Jackson didn't want him at the first. They wanted Deshaun Watson there, mm. but they drafted Baker over him. So there's like, Baker has never been in place in Cleveland. I think he's ever been wanted. And to save his career, it's probably just best to get the heck out of there.
2: Pretty good run game in Cleveland. Love the run game. Right? Best one-two punch in the league. It's not a great town. (sighs) Got to be tough in Cleveland, Dean. Got to be tough. tough.
1: We'll come back with the answer from our uh, Wild Rose Brewery, the uh, the Boomers Pick Contest, and we will get to tonight's matchup. Out-of-town scoreboard from last night. Trade rumors swirling already this morning. All of it coming up in Hour 3. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.